2 Corinthians 13, verse 11 through 14, these are God's words. Finally, brethren, farewell. Become complete. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. This ends this reading of God's inspired and inerrant word. We have two uh, letters uh, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit uh, from the Apostle Paul to the Church of Corinth church that we have actually just been hearing about, uh, the founding and discipling of them uh, for a year and a half uh, in our hearing the preaching through Acts chapter 18. Um, And there may be, uh, he refers to another letter that is perhaps a third letter that the Spirit did not uh, see fit to include uh, in the Scripture, the Holy Bible. Um, But the first letter begins addressing uh, disunity in the church in Corinth uh, and uh, commanding unity. And, of course, throughout the letters, he points them continuously to their God, continuously to the triune God who has made himself known in Christ and who has redeemed us in Christ uh, that we might know him. Uh, especially by the ministry and the work of the Holy Spirit, uh, which the second chapter of the first letter, right there, uh, close to the beginning, uh, deals with and is actually going to be uh, the text for the morning sermon uh, on the coming Lord's Day. Verse 14, the very last verse of the two letters, is the text for the evening sermon. But in order to understand verse 14 well, (coughs) it's helpful for us Uh, to read and hear the command of verse 11 to 12 and the greeting of verse 13 before we get to the blessing of verse 14. Uh, The command in verse 11 to 12 uh, is actually a command that uh, picks up the thread of that first uh, opening sequence of teaching and commands from the first letter that this church in Corinth that has been Uh, divided into factions, uh, following one or another uh, uh, church leaders or teachers, divided into factions because rather than uh, embracing our lowliness as we realize the great glory of God, which of course humbles all of us to to infinitesimal proportions by comparison, they were being puffed up in themselves and each raising themselves up and uh, as you've been memorizing your memory verse uh, from 1 Corinthians 2, verses 7 through 8 this week, uh, you've been remembering over and over again the supposedly great ones of this age, the rulers of this age. They don't know anything about actual greatness. They don't know anything about actual glory. And they demonstrated their complete ignorance of God and his glory by crucifying the Lord of glory. We make known Uh, the mystery that is hidden in God from before the ages. 
uh, a, a reality that is so great that it can only be known by God, only be known by his spirit, and that when it is known, we don't puff ourselves up. We praise the Lord of glory, who is in himself glorious, and who has ordained to be crucified in order to redeem us to himself, and who has given us his spirit to make us to know himself and his glory and his redemption, so that we will be full, not of ourselves, but of the praise of him, even as we about ourselves are humbled, and that this is the this is the path to unity in the church, is the knowledge of the ever-blessed God, is the knowledge of the glorious God who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who has love in himself, who has peace in himself, who is alone glorious, uh, and any glory that any uh, creature has is derivative from its connection to him. Uh, and uh, so our glory is not in our own greatness, but in his greatness. And so he comes and he's treating that that issue uh, again, finally, uh, at the conclusion of all that he's taught in 1 Corinthians and all that he's taught in 2 Corinthians. And he says, finally, brethren, farewell. Become complete. Be perfect. Well, you can only be commanded to be perfect uh, if you have grace that can make you perfect. Be of good comfort, uh, and the word comfort uh, actually being the uh, of the same origin as uh, or root as um, paraclete, the other helper uh, uh, word that Jesus uses to describe whom the Holy Spirit will be to us, who the Holy Spirit will be to us um, when the Lord uh, gives him uh, to his church. Uh, it says, uh, become perfect or become complete. Uh, be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Uh, he's commanding us to be like God is. This is one of the main points in First Corinthians chapter 2, um, that uh, the Spirit knows the mind of the Lord. The Lord is the Spirit. Uh, and he uh, knows the Lord's mind. This also is one of the great subjects of this particular letter, Second Corinthians Three at the end of the chapter and Second Corinthians four at the beginning of the chapter, as God makes us to know His glory by the ministry of the Spirit in our hearts, revealing to us who Jesus is. One of our favorite verses to quote, uh, and by our I mean mine, but your father is also your pastor, so uh, you you get quoted my favorite verses a lot. Uh, that it is God who uh, commanded light to shine out of darkness who makes the light of the knowledge of his glory to shine in our hearts in the face of Jesus Christ. And this is that work of the Holy Spirit that's described at the end of chapter 3, going moving into chapter 4, who takes the veil away from our hearts so that the light can shine in the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, not the pathetic, fading, creaturely glory of Moses by comparison, who shines with a derivative glory that comes from his having been with God, but the unfading, unending, undiminished, brilliant glory of the Lord Jesus, which is not merely creaturely glory, but is creatorly glory, for he is God. Um, and uh, this is how we come to be of one mind. It's because God is of one mind in himself. 
And so that first uh, great command in around verse 10 of chapter 1 of 1 Corinthians that we think the same things and speak the same things and come to the same judgments uh, is God by this God the Spirit by his apostle commanding his church to be like God be united in mind be united in speech be united in judgment be the same in mind and speech and judgment just as your God is and so he comes back uh, now in verse 11 in this last sequence of commands verse 11 and 12 be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace. And where do we get that peace? Well, for the God who lives in peace with himself. The God who within the Godhead, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, always for each other, always enjoying each other, always loving each other. And so he calls him, and the God of love and peace will be with you. How can we have peace among us? How can we have love among us? Only by the grace of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, as God makes all who he is, all that he is, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to benefit us in his salvation to us, in his ministry to us. So the God of love and peace will be with you. And uh, so he commands very practically, right? <clears throat> these aren't just feelings. These are things that are going to come out in our behavior. Greet one another with a holy kiss. It's a pretty amazing command to give to a church uh, that has uh, that has received these two letters and in part to address the divisions within the church. And now the apostle is commanding them by the Spirit to greet one another with a holy kiss. Uh, it's going to be hard uh, for some if they have not been learning and uh, growing uh, so that they will be uh, from these two letters, so that they will be able to obey these two letters in their heart and in their mind. You know, some people say, oh, well, it says holy kiss. This means um, you know, not the, the wicked kisses of the world. And I'm sure there's some of that there, but the holy kiss is the, the kiss that loves holiness in one another, that recognizes that we are called saints, that we've been set apart to God in the Lord Jesus Christ and indwelt by his Spirit, adopted by the Father. And so it's a kiss that comes from holiness, and it's a kiss that recognizes that God has called our brothers and sisters in the church holy. That's the great holiness of the kiss. It's a kiss that says we are one together because we are one with God the Lord Jesus Christ through faith, and we are one with the triune God through the Lord Jesus Christ. And so there's the command, verses 11 and 12. Finally, brethren, farewell, become complete, be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. And then there is the greeting. All the saints greet you, all the holy ones who recognize these things about one another, they greet you too. They're not able to kiss you because they're here and you're there, but they greet you. They greet you in the love of God. They greet you in the peace of God. They greet you with the encouragements of a brother wanting every good thing from 
God in Christ by his Spirit for his other brother, for his brother or his sister in the Lord. All the saints greet you. They are of one mind with you. They are growing in their knowledge and understanding of God, who God is and what God has done from God's word. And you are growing in your knowledge and understanding of who God is and what God has done from God's word. And the more each of us grows, the more like-minded we become and the richer our greetings become. And so the command in verse 11 and 12 is paired with the greeting in verse 13. Uh, and both the saints who are with Paul and the saints who are in Corinth and Paul himself, all of them under the blessing of verse 14, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace being blessing for those who deserve only curse, strength for those who have only weakness, goodness for those who have in themselves only badness, all that God is and all that God does for all that we need him to be and need him to do, the grace of God, which he has given us, particularly in Christ. Christ, the second person of, of the Trinity, God the Son, becoming a man, so that we might be united to him through faith and receive in him and from him and through him grace upon grace, as the scripture says in another place. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God. The love of God that starts with the Father and that is uh, is in perfection among the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. The love with which God loves himself. That love that we've been hearing about in Romans chapter 5, that the Holy Spirit pours out into our hearts. As he makes us to know that the love with which God loves us started in eternity, started in himself that we are loved with God's love for himself, and we are joined now by faith to one of the persons of the Godhead so that we are brought into that intra-Trinitarian love, that love that is within the Trinity, among the Father and the Son and the Spirit. And the Father loves us with his love for the Son and the Spirit, and the Son loves us with his love for the Father and the Spirit, and the Spirit loves us with his love for the Father and the Son. This perhaps is uh, the the reason that we have the the other two persons distinguished, but here we have the love of God, of course. It originates from the Father because the Father eternally begets the Son and the Spirit eternally proceeds from the Father through the Son. There is a love that is within God. And now it is a love that is with men. Through the Lord Jesus Christ. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the love of God. And now we know how we can be complete or perfect. How we can be of good comfort. How we can love one another and have peace with one another. It's because we are upheld by and received from the infinite resources of our God. By the person of the Lord Jesus the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as he does so, he brings us into the love of the triune God and the love of God and the fellowship, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Union 
is a reality. Fellowship is an experience. We're united to Christ, but we have not just union with him. We have communion with him. We have the experience of the reality of our being united to him. That shared life. It's another word for fellowship. It misses a little bit, but uh, of all that fellowship or communion means. Um, but uh, it helps us in, in other ways to understand the basic meaning. Sharing. The sharing of the Holy Spirit. The shared life. The shared living of the Holy Spirit. As he is with us and in us. And by his ministry to us, the, the Lord Jesus has not left us as orphans by ascending into heaven. But as the Holy Spirit is with us in our life and this, and this fellowship that we have by the Lord Jesus pouring him out uh, upon us and sending him into our hearts and to be with us. The Father and the Son have come and made their home with us. And so the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ is the grace of the triune God. Uh, and it's the grace of the triune God, especially by union with the Son. And the love of God is the love, of course, of the triune God, love that uh, proceeds from the Father. And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit is fellowship with the triune God, but is especially a fellowship that is ministered to us by the Holy Spirit as he continues applying to us the Lord Jesus and uh, the redemption that he has accomplished and the benefits uh, that the Father has intended and the Son has gained. And so truly this is the great blessing, isn't it? The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, how we thank you and praise you for your word and for this portion of it. Uh, and we ask that your spirit would now give us fellowship with you. That he would, by this word which he carried Paul to write, work in our hearts as he carries us to remember and hear and heed and understand and respond and apply. And that he would be applying Christ to us by your word that we would live by your grace. And we pray that as the Spirit does this, he would demonstrate to us your love and pour your eternal electing love. Pour it out in our hearts that we might know your love for us and that we might love you who have first loved us and as a result that we would love one another as Christ has loved us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.